This is a Think Live Be production. I'm not used to this new intro yet. Well, I mean, the intro is the same. It's just set up differently for me. Yeah. So listeners, you don't know what I'm talking about. So you don't like change. (laughs) Well, I don't, you know, that's an interesting thing that I ponder sometimes. Can I tell you about it? Sure. Okay. So my, I know my personality profile very well. And one of the things, so I'm, for those of you that know what the DISC personality profile is, I'm a high C and a high D. And then, like, there's a little bit of S and a little bit of I. No. Oh, there's a little bit of S. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, no I. Sorry. Um, I being, like, a highly sociable influencer, those kinds of things. But S is the steady, stable person that doesn't necessarily like change. And so on my my natural personality is not, doesn't really reflect that I don't like change. Um, but I find that I do have trouble with it. Maybe that's just everybody. I just, I don't, like once I get a routine, it's more about routinization. Is that a word? Just made it up. Yeah. R- routinization. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, it's more about like, it's hard for me to build habits or routine. And when I do, I don't want it messed with. Like, don't try to tell me that I can't go to bed at 10 p.m. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I'm like that too. Well, yeah, we like we like our things the way we like our things. And so, yeah, so we... I think you got picked the wrong career path. I know, right? Well, but that's the thing. I, I like... Okay. <laughs> I don't mind the uh, ups and downs of the real estate industry, like the day-to-day craziness. I'll complain about it and say like, oh, I hate people, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's one of the things I like most because it's interesting. I'll get bored really easily. If we didn't have all of the nonsense, I would get bored. Yeah. So I don't mind change in that way. I don't, I don't like change on like simple little things. They'll like throw me off. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, I think, like, why'd you move that plant? Yeah, no, I mean, that's <laughs> It all looked tr- perfectly fine the way that it was. That's all true, too. But I, I do think maybe you, you, it, when things, when that crazy thing does happen, it throws your entire day off. It can oh, throw yes. your entire day off. And that is, for somebody who kind of needs to have a routine, um, you could be fighting with that a lot. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Um, But this, see, but that's the, okay. So, because I've looked at my personality profiles, you know, backwards, forwards. You can say it obsessively. Obsessively. That's what you were going to (laughs) say. And one of the things that it definitely says is that I don't like structure. And I don't. Yeah. And I need it to be successful. So I've had to figure out ways to force myself into it. But I don't actually like it. So... Um, it's weird that those little changes bother me because all of my natural tendencies are like, I don't want things to be the exact same all the time. Mm-hmm. So personalities are interesting that way. I like to just dig in on those, but not today. Not today. Uh, today we are talking about um, a couple different things. But so today, Patrick... I'm listening. <laughs> sorry, pay attention to me. I'm listening. Today was our award ceremony. The Keller Williams Award Ceremony? Yes. For your office? Yes. Well, in and I think, I would assume that like every brokerage across the country has some sort of awards annually mm-hmm. to celebrate the wins of agents and teams and groups and all that stuff. Unless you're in one of those online, like no brick and mortar <laughs> brokerages. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they do too. They just slack you. Say congrats. Yeah. You won this award. Um, never mind. Okay, actually I have to go down this for a second. I was talking with uh your sister actually mm-hmm. and she was telling me about her job and and she was explaining that like that's one of her job responsibilities is actually engagement with because they all work remotely. It's like engaging with well, right. employees. Making them feel like they're a part of a team. Yeah. So that is mm-hmm. like when when you have a digital brokerage or you have, to have somebody 
like somebody's got to be focused on how do I keep retention? How do I make people feel good about what they're doing? Because especially in this industry, like motivation and mindset is yeah, people just spiraling in there by themselves in, <laughs> in their the, living room. Yeah, circling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If you don't have somebody, and 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 maybe the two, like if, even if you're in like a small brokerage, if you don't have people that are like helping you get excited and motivated about things, it can be really hard to 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 uh, to succeed mm-hmm. <laughs> in this business. Um, but anyway, so we're going to, so we had an award ceremony. No, I'm not going to brag about my award. <laughs> That's not what I'm here to do. It just got me thinking about a lot of different things, feelings and thoughts I've had over the years about awards and all of that stuff. So I thought it was worth sharing okay. um, on our podcast, which is called <laughs> Seeking the Best. And uh, yeah, so our podcast is called Seeking the Best. I'm really bad at intros in case this is your first time listening. But this podcast, we just talk about all the the struggles of being realtors and working through this crazy industry. And I'm Catherine Stelges. I am a realtor. Um, this will be my 17th year in real estate in July, which is just crazy to think about. And I have a, a team here in the Orlando area. And then across from me is my um, sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, and live-in roommate. <laughs> In roommate, <laughs> my fiance, <laughs> sure, and my my significant other, Patrick Fatiga. Hello. <laughs> um, and we like to talk about real estate, or mm. I do, and then I make him listen and record it. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's how this works. But yeah, so so here's the thing: awards are a lot of fun, right? Like I I don't know too many people that don't like to win something. Do you know anyone that? No. No. It's like a you it's it's not it's the recognition that you're doing something well yeah. as a, as at least as far as the person giving the award out thinks. <laughs> right. Well, but everybody likes awards, which is why so I've heard in like when I was a kid and you played sports, you only won first place oh, when you actually just, won it, first place. Are we going down a uh, everyone gets a participation trophy? No, no, no. I'm just saying like that's thing. that's the thing is everybody likes recognition and awards so much that we've watered it down <laughs> into um, into giving everyone participation trophies, right? But no, that's not what we did this morning at our, our award ceremony. Um, there there are specific levels, but but that's that's the thing. Everybody likes that recognition. Some people need it. Like some people need to be validated. Yeah, there. That's definitely true. I'm some not, people. Some people. I would assume. Say I want to win. You know whatever the gold or platinum award. Like and in order for me to do that, I need to do this. Yeah. Right. Or I want to win the. You know what, what I want to have, whatever the award is, it's like that. Some for some people, the award is what I'm shooting for, and for other people, oh, I got the award, that's cool. Like, yeah. and it's a just a bonus on top of. I think I'm a little bit of both, but I'll I'll to, I'll explain what I mean. Um, so I remember, like b- before when I was with uh the the first company I was ever with for the first two years. I actually don't remember. I think they did awards like every month because I got a couple sales awards and they're the only way that I did was because at that time I was an individual agent. It was the great, great recession. There's no way I was the top sales agent, but I would get like an award every now and then because it was just a bad month for everyone. Right. (laughs) So I would win something. Um, so these are, these are annual. And so for me, I always have, I think for the most part, have looked at it for many, many years as just cool. I did what I said I was going to do and therefore I got an award. And now I've kind of looked at it like in the last couple of years, I look at the numbers and it gives me like a benchmark Mm -hmm. to build on. You know what I mean? Just say like, oh, well, that's a good, good next bracket to hit. So next year, double platinum, Mm -hmm. you know, like. I and I don't know what that shift in mindset was that that changed. I don't know either. All I can think of is that when 
you start to win an award. If you win an award and you're a single agent, you get your little certificate or ribbon or whatever it is that they give you. And you're like, that's cool. And then you put it you know, at your home office and call it a day and move on with your life. But when you build a team and the award is won, the team wins the trophy, not just you. Yeah. And so when the whole team wins... There's things with uh, morale and just just uh, uh, it's team building. Everybody can get their picture together. All of those things it means more. It can yeah. mean more because it's it, it's it's like when you see a really great movie and you're by yourself on the couch and you're watching it. And you're looking side to side and being like, I'm the only one seeing this. The movie's always better when you're with people. Maybe that is what it is. Like I've never really thought about this, but like maybe as you are developing something more than just your own career, then it's exciting to move up that ladder in a different way. And it's like the, the goal is still, well, I'll come back to that, but like you are, it's exciting to say, Oh my gosh, just this few of us did this many sales. We're standing on stage. Look at us. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's exciting to be in, a small group of people at a high level um, of business, it's exciting to get there. And then you want to together, you're like, well, what's next on the list? Like yeah. we better just keep moving up. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe so. that is I, I think, what it is. Yeah. I think, I think that that might have something to do with it. But one of my team members, so I want to talk about a couple different things. One of my team members said that she didn't want to go on stage <laughs> because she thought and she had imposter syndrome. Yeah, and we've, we've done a couple episodes about that. Well, we're about to do another one. <laughs> we're going to talk about it though. Um, I I was like, why? It's all real. I know, and I had to really think about it. And I'm like, have I have I felt this way before? So I actually looked it up because you know everybody uses that um, that saying when they feel uncomfortable in a successful moment or something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what, what exactly is that? And so I looked it up on a, and honestly the definition came from like a psychologist website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh my gosh, imposter syndrome is a is a real problem. Um, so I'm going to read some of these. I won't necessarily read all of them, but just things. And then I'm going to dig in on, okay. On each one or whichever one sparks my, my feelings. Okay. Um, okay. So the, these are the things that, these are symptoms of that a person might exhibit if they have imposter syndrome. Feeling like success is impossible. Okay. So Pat, have I ever felt that? Every day. <laughs> Every day. Every single day. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it's like, well, you you know, not, we say we joke all the time nothing's ever good enough yeah right so it's like it's like you you never not never that's not the right word I always like to think of career building and all of this stuff as like climbing a mountain and all you spend most of your time looking up the mountain and don't spend nearly enough time looking at the mountain behind you that you climbed uh-huh. and you can't spend all of your time looking at the mountain ahead of you and you can't spend all your time looking at the, what's behind you. You have to find a balance of those things Yeah, because seeing otherwise what's in front of you is always overwhelming and you're never going to get there. If you're looking at the past and what you've done, then you can get complacent, Right. So you've got to find the middle ground of those things and you have a hard time looking at the mountain that you've climbed. I would agree. And I, um, in one of my, uh, talking about personality assessments uh, earlier, like I know that about myself. It shows up in my strength finders. Mm -hmm. Like I think about the future more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think about the past too, but like I'm just constantly thinking about, I mean, the name of our podcast says it all. I'm constantly thinking about how do I be- do better? Mm-hmm. Well, what's doing better? It's a future you. Yeah. 
How do I how do I make this better? How do I do this? I how do I do this? I think that's good, but I think the motivation I think that's good. That's why I said you have to find a balance. Like you have like the the everything that you've done to stand on that mountain, look behind you and say, Wow, look how high we are on this. That's what that's the food. That's what gives you the energy to keep going. Yeah. Right? If you don't look at that and it's it's just this daunting cliff that you have to climb every day yeah well and that's, so and without looking back and getting the juice from what you've already done then how do you how do you have the energy to keep going yeah you see what i mean mm-hmm. no i do i do um so i i think i want to go through these because i i feel like people um i know i have had this issue before and i think this is what imposter syndrome is all about but we're going to keep reading through these but it's all about like looking at other people and thinking that um because they're ahead of you in whatever level of success and you view that as superior than yours that somehow you're inferior and that's just nonsense because they could have been in business longer they could have had more money to start like there you don't know everyone's story and um and and so you've just well I'll I'll circle back to that because everybody feels it and so I just want everybody to know that like I feel this every day like I I will constantly throughout the day <laughs> think about how the level of success that I want for me and my business is impossible so the next one on this list is feeling incompetent despite demonstrating competency now this one is somewhere where I don't I don't experience that um so but I know people that do. So first of all, let me say, I don't, I don't think that I think highly of myself at all, but I know that, um, I know I'm a quick learner and I, I know that, especially in this industry that I feel very well versed in it. So, and even when I first got started, I, I, I may not have known all the answers by any means, but I felt like I knew where to go to find them. I think that one comes from, early success like if you have an agent let's say who gets some sort of like rookie of the year or some some kind of thing like that and they're in their first year or something you know well they would be for that particular one um there's a lot they don't know and there's a lot they've been in the business long enough to know that there's a lot that they don't know and so you could feel that way you see what I'm saying? But yeah. you've been in the business for 17 years. There isn't anything that you don't know about this. So for you, so you do have the, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I was referring to when I was a new agent, I never felt incompetent. Yeah. I don't know if it's that. I think, yes, I, I, I get that. Um, I don't think it, incompetent is such a strong word as much as um, um, knowing that I don't deserve this because I don't have the skills to really have this sort of recognition because I haven't been in the business long enough to have those skills. Well, what comes- which is different than I'm a smart person. If I don't know the answer, I if I don't know how to do this, I can figure it out. That's a different thing. Well, it's it's personality type though because yeah. I I know like I've worked with people who will will say and feel like they're like you know, they'll, they'll say like, oh, <laughs> I don't even, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to express it without like cluing in to who I'm talking about. <laughs> they're probably um, not listening. Well, that, but, but people will express that like they're not doing, they don't think they're doing a good job. Right. Like, are you sure that you want me to do this? Like, I don't no. think that I'm the best for this or whatever. And, and it's like, you literally just did this successfully yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I think is what that is. It's it's like well, it, yeah, that's just a, ingrained in your personality, and you have to fight really hard to overcome that particular thing. Yeah, is I, I guess what I was saying. Yeah, that is that is not usually doesn't come from somebody who wants to start their own team, though. So yeah, that's not you. Well, perhaps yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm gonna skip that one. Okay, feeling like past successes and hard work were only due to luck. So how many times have you felt that way? Me? Not you. I'm talking to the audience. Oh. <laughs> it's rhetorical. It's rhetorical. I know that I have 
And I've never thought of it as imposter syndrome, but I, I, I sort of get what they mean here. Sure. Like you, you end up with like you're in your second year and uh, your dad's friends, dad calls and says, Hey, uh, my buddy wants to sell his house and you go and it's a $3 million house. And all of a sudden you win Yeah. for GCI and you're like, well, I didn't really do anything. That was just a accident. Well, but oh, I think. But I think that I don't think that's I. God, it's like that first one. I can't remember what the first one is that you read. That is such a more of a well-rounded like, like that stand stands by itself. Like I feel like this one, along with the last one, the like they're combination things. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like I don't know how. Like, how lucky are you that it's happening so often that you're saying all the, all of this is luck? Well, <laughs> like, oh my but God. I've but I've been there. I mean, I think I I think that everybody has been there at one point where you get something, or even like like today, I put a deal under contract that's like a million dollar deal. Oh, is that luck? Because no, is it lucky? None of it is luck. Is it lucky that today? Oh, thank goodness, my birthday is on Friday. This uh, I I got this deal under contract. What a great birthday Wait, surprise! Your birthday's on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um but so but I know only through years of experience I think I, I definitely think I felt this as a newer agent through years of experience though I've started to develop an understanding of my value mm-hmm. which a lot of people lack not just in real estate like there's a whole um Mika Brzezinski has a whole website dedicated sure. to know your value right um she's a journalist in case you don't know who she is but we don't know what our value is. And so when you're a new agent and you feel like you don't know anything, you don't feel like you have a lot of value. So when something comes to you, you assume that it's luck. And it's like, well, it likely was actually all the hard work you've been putting in. Sure. But it feels like an accident. And it's th- like I like I always say, right? I got from my dad. You know what it is. Wait, no, go ahead and say it because I don't I'm not sure what you're talking about. The more the more oh, you practice, yeah. the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um long day. Yes, I have heard you say that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you start to to know your value and understand like I think the best exercise to really do that is to start to calculate your your time, your dollar per hour. And it helps you to see, first of all, like how much your time is worth mm-hmm. and where you should be spending it or not spending it. But then it also helps you to understand when those things happen. Like when you get that listing appointment out of the blue and you're like, oh, cool. You realize, oh, well, that came from this, which I that that came from just as an example, that listing appointment came from this farm. Well, I've been farming that neighborhood for 13 years, Mm -hmm. sending postcards and newsletters, selling properties, um, doing open houses, sponsoring events. That wasn't luck that that person called today, even though they didn't specifically say, well, I saw a postcard that you sent me. That doesn't mean that it wasn't all of your hard work over that time that got you that piece of business. But I think it's easy to devalue yourself and, and feel that way a lot of times in this business is like, oh, well, that was just lucky. Yeah. It makes it hard if you're, if you're chalking things and it, well, it's like we said that maybe that's another part of it too. Right. Is like you, like you said, like, oh, well that's came from that's we've been farming and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you don't want to feel, if you feel like you're that, that this is maybe you like, oh, I'm lucky. This is, this is luck and I can't fig- seem to figure it out. Then what that says to me is you're not tracking where leads are coming from well enough. Well, right. But but initially, as you start a, a real estate career, you don't know to do that. Yes, I and, know that. Um, and you also you don't have systems to do that. Yes, I get that. That's but as you as you do have those systems and you are able to track where everything kind of comes from, and how and what your numbers are, and, and you see consistency in those numbers, then you realize, oh, this isn't luck. This is just the way business works. This is the way it works. Yeah. You know, so, so once again, I'm, I, I wonder, I'm wondering, like, I just keep applying this to what you said at the beginning about being like at an awards thing and feeling like imposter syndrome. And 
I do think that a lot of it stems from inexperienced agents. I think once you have the experience and you are seeing success, you can look back at that mountain that you've walked up and go, oh, I see what brought me here. But when you don't know what brought you there, you don't know how you ended up there. You're not tracking. You're not doing any of those things. You're you're uh, uh, inexperienced. That you come up with a reason, and the easiest reason is luck. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it, the mystification of 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 how it happened. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think some of these maybe are more present in newer agents. But mm-hmm. like, here's another one I'm going to read, and you're going to be like, "Yep, that sounds like you." <laughs> Um, feeling disappointed over current accomplishments. Mm. <sighs> well, yeah, that, that's part of being an imposter, imposter syndrome. Yep. I'm trying to think of how I would apply that, but with that term to that situation. I don't know, but I'm on this. This is legitimate information. Can you, can you read it again? <laughs> feeling disappointed over current accomplishments. Is it disappointed over current accomplishments because they're not the accomplishments that you wanted to get, but yet still accomplishments? Is that what that means? I think so. I mean, that's how I interpret it because that's how I feel. <laughs> but but seriously, I don't. Okay, again, I don't consider. See, I don't. I don't. I think that's how I'm reading it too. But I don't think that's right. Well, so just hear me out because I don't know. Like the the point is that people feel like people feel this every day, mm-hmm. and I know I do too. Like I literally went to an award ceremony this morning and I was kind of depressed going into it. And then I was like, that's ridiculous. And I reminded myself that Pat would be like, are you kidding me? You were depressed because because you weren't getting the highest, highest well, thing the highest that you thing couldn't is, achieve with the size of your team. Well, and I. And then you're like, well, why was my team isn't the size that I want it to be yet? And, well, then, and, the, all, and then you spiraled. No. How dare you? No, no, no. I, but because you, you, I had a specific thing in mind that I wanted to achieve last year. Right. And although we exceeded the, the num, like, okay, so here's, here's the, the reason this is a psychologist website is because it's really messed up if you think about it. Did we do better than we did in 2021? Yes. By a lot, by a lot of GCI and, and units do, um, and which is the important one well gci is money GC, gci is money but when tracking <laughs> when, hold on un, when tracking We're, units are use what, units yes don't use gci good gc well, hold on units. hold on hold on because you're confusing gci with volume no i'm not well okay i'm just gonna say that money is money and that's that good is important yes that, that's <laughs> good. pays our bills yes no I, that's that's good but when tracking your track your units well it's easier to goal set with units than anything else then you avoid market fluctuations you're just set on hitting those goals but the point is that I was disappointed because I had in my mind where I wanted us to be at the end of 2022 and we didn't get there Mm -hmm. and yet we exceeded by a lot what we had done the year before right so in in thinking about this, I was exaggerating. I wasn't depressed, but I was just thinking about like, oh, you know, it's disappointing that we didn't double our income. Sure. <laughs> right. So it's that and yet thing. It's and a- yet we did we grew and we did more business and we added more people and we figured out where people were best aligned. And we we have had all of these successes and accomplishments, but it takes sort of, it almost takes like discipline mm-hmm. to sort of stop yourself and think about the positive and, and look behind mm-hmm. if you're like me and many people are. Apparently a lot, there's and, a whole yeah, a lot name of dedicated. It's that, it's that thing. And we've, we've brought it up before just in passing about like you, you uh, win the VIP front row package to see Hamilton and then you go up to the bar and they go, uh, it's $8 for a glass of wine. And you go, I have to pay for this wine? <laughs> the whole night is shot. <laughs> right? And it's like, but you got free tickets to the front row of Hamilton. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you don't really, you don't get everything. And so therefore everything else is negated kind of a thing. Yeah. And stuff. And that I've seen that that is a common 
that is a common thing. People, you see that with uh, with sellers, right? Yeah. It's like they they're gonna make two hundred seventy five thousand dollars on a house. That what market is this? Well, you know, I'm just you kidding. Know, people people who buy a house and then um, you know bought it at the right time and then go to sell it at the right time and they're making a huge amount of money. Oh, you mean and, they were walking right, away, walking with away with yeah, a huge amount of money and then all of a sudden something happens. They have to like replace some electrical outlets and they lose their minds. Yeah, over nothing, you know. So it does. Uh, that is a common thing, I think. Uh, I will go down a rabbit hole for a moment. Mr. Rabbit, wait! Thank you for my my theme song. Um, I I probably talked about this listing before, but that is a perfect example of I had this this cute little house, and we were selling the property, and the um the it was under contract for over asking price. And then the buyers withdrew from the contract and they did because um, the whole we live in Florida and termites are an issue here. And this was an older house and the whole garage was like eaten up with termites. So the buyer withdrew and he was so upset that they canceled and like thought it was my fault. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not the one who didn't have a termite bond and take care of his house, you know, and Anyways, then we immediately put it back under contract over asking price again. And by the way, this was pre-pandemic where like Mm -hmm. over asking price was not a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Put it back under contract again over asking price. Not good enough. Like just angry to the last minute. It's like the person who goes out to eat dinner or like at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and there is like almost feel like they're there just to like pick and complain. Yeah. Yeah, Like nothing is ever good enough. Yeah. And they 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 bring you a extra whatever and don't charge you for it. And you're like, what? No free dessert. <laughs> right. Well, so now that kind of goes into what what I talk about, though, is like I feel those things sometimes of that nothing is ever good enough. And that's actually that's the next one on the list is that um, and then this will wrap up this imposter syndrome section, Uh, but feeling constant pressure to achieve or be better than before. That is something that I put that on myself because I have really high goals and, and everything. And sometimes I have to remind myself or ask myself even, is this my goal and is this what I want? Or am I just pushing to push? Because this is the thing about awards and, and not just awards, but going to big conferences or anytime you're, you're looking at people that are doing things at a higher level than you, it's really easy to feel inadequate in those situations where you're like, how is that possible, right? How did they do 3,000 sales, by the way? Now, that's not my goal, but um, although why not? Uh, you're doing it. <laughs> well, I just thought to myself, why not? But uh, there was a, a KW family reunion. I think this woman came back to Keller Williams that had left and gone to a different brokerage. And she came back and I think they said she had a 3000 unit business. I'm like, what? And you think about that and you're like, how is that even possible? Right. And and now that might be an extreme where you're like, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But the point is you see people even on, on your local level where you might, you know, like at least for me, I feel like sometimes on a local level, um, there's less people, right? So that you can have a what would would be considered a very highly successful career, and it's nowhere near three thousand units or a thousand units, and you're still doing really well compared to your market, you know. And but you, when you see those really big numbers or those really big producers, it it can create that sense of inadequacy feeling. And so if you're ever feeling that way, you just have to bring yourself back to your own personal goals. That's why it's so important to have them yes, and know why you're doing all this. Cause it's not for the award, right? That's not why you're in business. That's just something that happens to buy a product when you do what you set out to do. And so if your goal is 20 units and that doesn't earn an award, who cares if you hit your goal? Right. Right. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I'm waiting for your validation. Oh, you, you are. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, but it, but it's hard to. You've got to sometimes remind yourself because we definitely are in an industry where 
um, everybody is promoting themselves. So you're seeing all everybody and, and we have to, right? Like I posted my award, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of business, Yeah. but you're, it's constantly in your face and it can definitely lead to all of these feelings, whether you're brand new or at the top of your game. So, um, but yeah, maybe we take a little break and then we'll dive into some other thoughts and feelings I have. Okay. Let's take a break. <laughs> this is like a therapy session. I know what happened. All right, let's take a break. The Think Look B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Look B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. <laughs> okay. So uh, I was thinking of like kind of strategies around like avoiding that. So because that's no way to have a, a healthy career. You mean? Like how to avoid those feelings and those situations. I see what you're saying. Strategies for that. Right. Yeah. Because it's like if you. Well, you can't. I mean. Any of that kind of stuff, whether they're yearly awards or all the way down to, God, that guy's got three signs in this neighborhood, right? Like all, like all of that stuff is all comparing. Or or even just like, they didn't choose me for the listing. Sure. Like what, what did that person have that I didn't, right? Yeah. And that's even, that's so... Um, I don't know what the right word is, ethereal. Like, because you don't even know who that other person is. Yeah. Like, whereas with the award, it's like, you can see, oh, that person's going up on stage. I know them. That person's going up on stage. Yeah. They're killing it. And then, like I said, the, the I've seen this person's got three signs in this neighborhood that I'm farming to. What the hell? Yeah. You know? And like, so all of a sudden, your days are being spent with you comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on in their lives but you're doing it anyway now i'm not talking about you i'm just me the royal you <laughs> everybody everybody out there you know and um that's a good way to grind yourself into being depressed <laughs> yeah i i i i think there are strategies though that you can implement to avoid putting yourselves in those situations. So like the first thing that comes to mind is one that sounds so simple and easy and yet I think is probably the hardest one, which is just like on if if that is you, if this all sounds familiar, cuz not everybody cares, right? Yeah. Like there are people whose personality is like wh- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um or there's even people I think I, I don't know. I think there's always something that's going to hit close. Like I can let I I can let a lot of that stuff just fly right by me and stuff, but every once in a while there's something, somebody, something that just like it just kind of, you know. I I there's this one guy. So okay, I'll get back to that in a second. But there's this one guy on social media that just seems like the most positive person in the world, and he's just so supportive of everyone. And like if somebody posts something, he's like, "That's awesome, you're a rock star." And I'm like. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all live like that, mm-hmm. right? But you're programmed by your own personality, by the way you were raised, or and you can't change that. Like, I can't all of a sudden wake up every day and be like, cool, like, everybody is amazing, you're amazing. <laughs> Everything's amazing. <laughs> like, it's just not the way that I'm wired. And Lucky me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not a negative person. No, I have, I, know. I'm just I have a good time. <laughs> I like to have a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I have fun. Um, but I'm not like, when I see somebody uh, posting about their successes, I'm not the first person to like cheer them on. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't think, cool, great job on them. I just am not that person that's out there like rah, 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 cool 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 i'm not a cheerleader yeah. never was and tough to be a team leader <laughs> listen they love it <laughs> <laughs> um but it is it is actually a huge challenge to mm-hmm. run and operate a team 
when that's not your natural personality type, that's a whole nother conversation. I've taken classes where that was like the whole topic of conversation is that when that's not your natural personality type, you have to force yourself to figure out ways to do that because Mm -hmm. other people do need that. Some people need that validation and they need it constantly. And maybe that's not a good fit with your organization or maybe it's fine if you can figure out ways to operate that way. Sure. Or or hire somebody. Or hire somebody to do it for you. (laughs) Yeah. Hire Aaron to just share, you know, comments in Slack. Uh, I'll give her my password. Pats pats on the butt saying good good job. (laughs) I'll give her my login info Mm -hmm. and I'll say, you know, a couple times a week, go in and tell people they're doing a great job. (laughs) Um, but seriously, okay, but that's a whole nother conversation. The, the point is though, that if that's not you and all this is resonating, then this, the first strategy would be to like unfollow people. Cause it's like you, when you befriend somebody on Facebook and we're all on Facebook all the time. It's so liberating. I deleted my Twitter account. I did that a few months ago. So the, if you've noticed in the sign off, I don't say anything about the seeking the best Twitter because I deleted that too. What? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I just didn't want the... Nobody uses Twitter anymore. I just didn't want it, right? And I've also done that on Facebook. I started doing that, I don't know, five, six years ago and stuff and just been like, nope, I'm going to unfollow this. I'm going to unfollow this. I don't need to see... This doesn't make me happy, right? It's like, why, why doom scroll... Yeah. And just be depressed. It's like, get that out of your life. Pat's just, Facebook feed is just dogs. It's the, just puppies. Raccoons. <laughs> and raccoons. You're constantly showing me pictures of raccoons. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, and, 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 and there's friends on there and stuff like that, old house stuff and, and everything. But I, all of the competition kind of stuff, I didn't defriend anybody because that's, no reason to do that but well, yeah, you just, unfollow for 30 days oh I love that little thing yeah and stuff and it's like that's a if you're finding yourself doom yeah, if, if you're being, on Facebook and you're just scrolling through looking at everybody else's successes yeah and and it's making you angry yeah. <laughs> then it's you so need, liberating to just do the unfollow yeah it's so liberating and you're like oh yeah give it a few weeks and see how much different you feel it'll be it'll be uh you'll surprise yourself yeah and again we all have to we have to promote ourselves and we're we're doing that not to brag like you're doing that to tell clients I'm good yeah. I'm valid um yeah, work with me I'm credible be, you don't have to be angry at them for doing it, right? But look, you get overwhelmed with that kind of stuff. It's like, why, why, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure a lot of people but listening you also, are doing okay. whatever social media um, uh, application you're using. I'm sure it's filled with a bunch of real estate agents. Yes. Right. And it's like, so you're just getting bombarded. So can I say, so at least mine were, are filled with a bunch of other artists that are better than me, but at least I'm looking at artwork. Well, and so I find that there are, there are certain people that are at a much higher level than me, but I, for whatever reason, like their posts actually inspire versus mm-hmm. yeah. create any kind of don't unfollow that conflict. And, and maybe it's because they're just posting and sharing, um, what's working and, and advice, you you know, learn something. And so like you just, just, but just know that it, that sounds so simple and easy, but Uh just be like aware of, of how you're looking through Facebook and when you're looking at other people's posts, what are your feelings? I know. I don't know why it does. It is super simple. And you, I probably had even heard it from somebody somewhere before to do that. And I just never did. I don't know why. I just never, never did. And then one day I was like, you know what? This make this one person, this is making me angry. I don't even know where it's coming from. And all of a sudden the floodgate opened as soon as I did it. And I was like, oh, I feel so much better now. I'm not getting bombarded with those things. Mm-hmm. And and so anytime that happened on a multiple multiple times, I'm like, why? Why? This is, I can do, why am I doing that? It's like forcing yourself to watch some show you hate. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. There's, there's somebody, um, I, I won't name names of course, but there's somebody that, I, it's just, he just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. I, a successful guy. I just, I don't like his vibe. Yeah. Unfollowed him the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's, 
super simple strategy, but you have to just take the time to do it if you're somebody, feeling that way. So chances are somebody's unfollowed you. Yeah. Who cares? That's the other thing that today. So, okay, this is going to sound bad, but the reality is that nobody cares. Nope. Nobody no, cares. Uh, what I mean no, is you're right. when you're in, in, like I was at the award ceremony and you care about your one moment when you're walking up on stage and the people you're around. Like I care about, and I'm not saying I don't, I'm not happy for the other people in the room. Don't misunderstand. Think about those, those guys that win for technical and short films and stuff and win Oscars and they don't even, they're presented the, the day before in some banquet hall somewhere. They don't even get on TV or mention. <laughs> yeah. But like you're, you're wrapped up in the table where you're sitting and you're talking and you're chatting and you're laughing and then they start calling the names and you're watching, you're clapping and you're zoning out. And it's not that you're not happy for people and all of that. So don't misunderstand any of this. It's just you it's hard to sit through those things yeah. the whole time and, and the be hundred percent focused and for them. And then You're, it's, and then the next person, then you go up and you get, and they're doing that to you and then it's over and everyone goes back to work. So, so, but my point is, so like nobody is thinking any less of you for you, wherever you're at. That's it. And there's only like a certain point where like I think the top level in, in our air, well, I, I assume it's Keller Williams, but it's Diamond. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's only like one team that's in Diamond. You know what you have to do to get in Diamond? Yeah, like it's, it's got to be a gigantic It's like 100 team. people. Yeah. And like it's just you're we're just humans and you care about the people you're around and, and the people that you're close with. And you're excited for them and everybody else. You're like, yep, great job. Great job. So it doesn't matter. Like just be excited for whatever level you're at and then and and ex- excited for where you've been thinking about, you know, where do you truly want to go? It's not an award level. It's what are your goals? But so that's the other strategy Um, I would say is know your goal. Like we, we should already have your goals planned for the year, right? Because we're in March now. <laughs> but if you don't have goals, go out and figure out what that is for yourself. If it's a unit number, and I know when Pat and I were talking about earlier, unit numbers is how it's easy to track that. So you should have a unit number goal. But let's say your your goal is a specific income level because for whatever reason you've worked the math and that income level allows you to um, pay your bills and travel four times a year and have X number of dollars in savings, and that's what you want for yourself in your life, then you have to work the numbers backwards and figure out how many units you need to sell. And then you should be celebrating like crazy when you've hit that goal, regardless of what award level that gets you, mm-hmm. because you've you've achieved what you set out to do, which so many people don't every year because they don't even write it down. Yeah. So you're ahead of the game already if you've just written down your goals. And so if you... The strategy, the reason I call it a strategy is because you don't have to feel like that sense of, oh, maybe I didn't do enough if you did everything you said you wanted to do. And then you can reflect on that and and you'll know, like you'll feel good about it. Um, and then the other thing is I think you just have to, re- like Pat was saying, is reflect on where you've been more frequently and the, so the strategy for that might be like setting aside time each week. So I mentioned, um, I mentioned probably, probably in January in one of the podcasts because I, I, I religiously sit on the back porch every week and plan out my week and my day. Well, the day and then the week and right. then the next day. And so I go out there either Saturday or Sunday morning, just depending on schedule sometimes messes up if I want to do it Saturday morning. But especially right now, I feel like we've got so much stuff going on. My schedule has been crazy. Um, but I got a new planner this year. And so I used to use the bold planner, which was a bold as a Keller Williams class and they made their own planner and it was great. Um, it had all this goal setting stuff in it, months, days, weeks, whatever. And I, tr- I'm trying something new. And so I bought a planner that's only 90 days. And so it follows kind of the mindset of the, the 12 week year, which is a book about goal setting. 
And anyway, so I'm still using that planner and I'll get back to you at the end of the 90 days on how should I feel be, about I was it. I ask you about that. We should be wrapping up soon. We will be wrapping up soon. So here's the part. Stay tuned to find out planner. Her planner, planner recommendations. <laughs> My planner rating. Um, so, but here's the thing. The reason I bring all of that up is that I go out there and this particular planner has a section where you have to reflect on your week. It's a page in the planner for every week. So you go through every single day has its own sheet. And then at the end of the week, you rate like, how did you feel? What were your challenges? What were your successes? Blah, 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 blah. And I committed myself like, I'm going to use this darn planner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to use every single page. And so every week I've sat down and wrote those things out. And just that process of giving yourself time to think about like, what were my challenges? What did I do well? What um what were the wins or successes allows you to stay, I feel like a little bit more in the present. I know you're thinking back in a week, but like a little bit more in the present moment mm-hmm. and sort of celebrate those wins as they happen along the way. And when it's really easy to just be like, well, that week was terrible. If it you have to fill in, well, you don't have to, but like you're supposed yeah. to fill in the that part. And then it also prompts yeah, that's, you that's, that's like a mini, mini look back look back the, down the mountain yeah on a on a small scale uh, uh, micro scale you know what I mean well it's um it's forced reflection like if you commit to using mm-hmm. a specific it's a tool actually that's the way to put it it's a tool to forced reflection forced reflection <laughs> often it's very similar to forced memories mm-hmm. where I make you go do things you don't want to do mm-hmm. and then take photos oh, yeah. forced memories <laughs> Um, non-negotiable <laughs> but it it by having that system and tool it forces me to take time to think about like what what has been going really well and i think it's helping it really is especially for somebody who can be a little bit looking to the future and looking see. to the future and thinking this isn't good enough this isn't good enough yeah. it forces you to sort of stop so like i guess just to recap you know unfollow things that aren't like people that are giving you bad vibes, things that you're feeling, if you're feeling like impostery because you see people and their successes and you feel inadequate, like just unfollow that stuff for a while and set aside goals that really matter to you because that's all that matters anyways. Mm-hmm. And then reflect on things each week and tell yourself what were your wins, what were your successes. Remind yourself what those were because it's really easy in this business to focus on all the negative. Like it's so like, oh, that contract fell through. What a waste of time. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) true. That's true. I wonder how as the team grows, how many people, admin and agents included, how many people there needs to be on the team before the Think Live Be version of the Dundies happens? <laughs> and Catherine's on stage giving her comedic monologue and giving out trophies for best shoes. <laughs> All I want is for somebody to give me like a mug that says best boss World's ever. Best boss. World's best boss. Julie, get on that. <laughs> that would make my day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Questions from the web. Question from the web. Okay. I went on a (laughs) listing appointment on Sunday. Well, I more like responded to a last minute call to meet someone. He understood that I didn't have numbers together yet or anything like that. He literally called less than an hour before uh, and he was honest they'd be interviewing two more agents. I got him the info he needed. He did indicate he was busy, but they'd probably make a decision by Wednesday. Since it had been since Sunday, I decided to check today to see if they made any decisions. All he said was not yet. Am I wrong to think that I'm out of the running, that he would have at least said that I was out of the running? Okay. So much unpack. Um, Do I just tell him everything he did wrong? (laughs) 
Start at the beginning. Okay. Uh, so I know I've definitely made that mistake before too when people call and they're like, it's a listing. You get so excited about listing appointments. There's so much more important than, and, and I say especially now because there's a listing shortage still even after, you know, post-pandemic and stuff. But no matter what, like you could be listening to this 10 years in the future and it will always be the truth that listing appointments are the most important thing because they drive your business. They bring in buyers, they bring in leads. And so um, it's super exciting when someone calls you and gives you that opportunity to meet with them. But the first thing you have to do is make sure you set up time to prepare because going in unprepared, you're not going to get the listing. Well, I was just going to say like I had to rush over there, but they're meeting with two other agents. It's right. like, well, why should... did you why did you rush over there? Because yes. the other people are at home preparing. And I've had this conversation before where I've just said, this is the simple script for that, is so that I can be best prepared for the appointment, I've got availability at this time or this time, which works better. And then if they're like, oh, I only have time today, then you just keep pushing back and say, I, I understand and I, I want to make sure that when we meet, I'm able to give you the best information to make the best decision. And the only way I can do that is if I have time to prepare. So I've got availability tomorrow at this time or this time. And like you try to figure out, like you could also ask like, what what's your availability tomorrow afternoon? And you can try to fit into their time, mm. but you have to give yourself time to repair and you have to explain that it's to their benefit. Right, because then you're helping them. Yeah. They're not they're not doing you a favor by giving you more time. You're helping them by giving them a different time. Yeah. You see what I mean? The difference between those two things? And it's just a little bit of the way that that it's presented. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so so that's first and foremost, is you went over there unprepared and that could have lost you the listing for sure. And then also, and I can't be certain, but it sounds like you didn't follow up until Sunday. And he said he was going to make a decision on Wednesday? Um, no, they went on a listing appointment on Sunday. And then okay. um, that they would make a decision by Wednesday. Okay. So it was and like... what day is it? It's like Monday or Tuesday. Oh. Like, like, like hey, when I, you know, like they, they went in on Sunday, the guy said, yeah, well, uh, we're going to make a decision by Wednesday. Monday goes by, then Tuesday, and that's when I call, and they go, yeah, we haven't decided yet. So, I mean, that's in the, the, the pro. so that's the process for following up, though, is like, I wouldn't wait till Wednesday to follow up, just because they said that's when they're going to be making a decision, mm -hmm. because during that time, they're meeting with other people, <laughs> and so you should be following up, like, right after you met, but first of all, be the last person. We have episodes about that. Try to be the last person, but that's not always perfect. I went on an appointment today. I I thought I was the last person, but apparently they're meeting with somebody else. Um, also, just so you know, that was because everybody's like thinks you can get a listing when you walk in the door and that you can convince people not to meet with other people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's not always the case, especially when you're doing it virtually. I do want you to try, well, especially virtually, but I've always wanted, when I was in, was it, I think I was a freshman in college. I went to, uh, I went to the Nissan dealership because I was going to go buy a car and I was by myself and I went to the Nissan dealership and, um, I was like, I picked out a car and everything, and and I'm, they let me drive it. They mm -hmm. let me drive it home, and they said, um, I don't know, I don't even remember how I got there. I must have went with a friend or something, and they let me drive it home. And they said, you drive it home, show your parents or whatever, and then you can bring it back tomorrow. On my way home, I stopped at the Toyota dealership in the car from the Nissan dealership, and they would not let me take that Nissan back to the Nissan dealership. I wanted, there was a car that I wanted at the, at the Toyota place. And they said, you, we will take that car back to them, <laughs> sign this paperwork and buy this Toyota. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what I did. And I got a good deal on the Toyota because I showed up with the Nissan <laughs> in the car of the Nissan. So, um, 
just an idea for for if you're going to buy a car. But I've always <laughs> wanted Kat to do that to a listing, which is because a lot of times they'll say, well, we feel obligated that we have to interview these. other, And then to just I always talk about it as like kind of diffusing and kind of showing how the magic trick is done and just say to them, this kind of thing happens all the time with agents. You give me their information, I will call them for you. And you don't have to call them and worry about that. This this kind of thing happens all the time and stuff. And just take that power away and just you call the agent and go, sorry, I got the listing paperwork signed. And then they never have to feel obligated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work. Yeah, but- I know there's scripts for that, kind of what you're describing there. And um, I can't say that I've really used that before. Um, but I try, I try to be last. Like that's yeah, something that I've learned. Of course. And because most people can't close if there are mul- multiple appointments, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, so, so be last and then just be you really strong. The, outside of meeting with other agents, is there any reason that you wouldn't sign paperwork today? And they say, no, then you take away them meeting with other agents, take it away. And you say, well, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever those scripts are, I, I don't know. God, I don't know. It's so ballsy that I think it might work. I, I think so too, but um, only depending on that person's that personality. Other, that other agents can be so mad. Yeah. But but so in this situation though, like you went un- unprepared. It sounds like you didn't do any follow-up immediately after and then... Which is weird because you didn't... You, you did to some degree because you got him all the information. So you must have went home and then did all your CMAs and all that stuff and sent him a bunch of info that they can't decipher or really ask questions about well, yeah. or any of those things. So that's how I imagine that went is you went on the appointment, didn't come prepared, then went home, did a bunch of work, sent it to them without any uh, explanation... And all they saw on the page was whatever that average price was on the page. Right. You can write a big long email. They're all not that. Any of it. They're not gonna read it. They'll skim it, and some people will read it line by line. But most people are gonna skim it. They're looking for what do you think my house is worth? Because most people think that um, everybody will get the same price. They are right. looking to decide, do I want to work with this person? Do they seem competent? Do they seem like they're going to give me the best uh, commission rate? Or in some cases, some people aren't as commission heavy. But they they don't necessarily think that you can get them more money. And so you took away the ability to explain that through pricing. Mm-hmm. And by just probably you know spewing out like, I do this, I do this, I do this. Right. And then not being able to have a back and forth conversation about the most important part of marketing, which is price. Right. So, and asking them what's important to them. It's not worth your time to go in, not have any of the information, not get the listing, do the follow-up, send a bunch of stuff out and not get the listing. You might as well have just not gone on the listing and went out to dinner. Yeah. Like why, you know what I mean? Like you wasted a bunch of your time to not get the listing to do a bunch of work well, you, when you could have just went out to dinner and not taken the listing. like the, So if you're not going to do it the right way, then don't do it at all. So right? the other thing that keeps coming to mind, which we don't have time to get into, but it's maybe something we can talk about either next week or in an episode is um, when you have a person, I, I had a coach tell me this once and it was about something different, but it just keeps popping into my head is like, Go find the solution is what somebody said to me once and uh, about I was trying to I think it was something about getting a client. I don't know that it was listing specific, but I'm just thinking about this and I'm like, you know, there's something there where like if you don't get the listing in the first appointment, which happens to all of us, um, go find the solution. Like now you've met with them. Now you've talked with them. Go figure out what you you know what they're looking for. Go find that and then call them up and say, hey, I've got this figured out for you. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know exactly what I mean by that. I, I think I just want to explore that thought of like, what's the solution for a seller other than bringing them a specific buyer, which would be difficult when you're not actually marking the listing for sale is like the chances that you have the exact buyer is pretty slim. Right. But how can you ask questions and then deliver that? solution to them. I don't know. Just yeah. something I'm pondering. Well, I think what you're 
it, what you go you go in with a honeypot is what it is. So you know in advance before you go in that I have these three or four things that I can always give to people afterwards that and I depending on how we lead this conversation, then I will have one of these things to when I say things, I mean um some something of value mm-hmm. to give to this person. You already have those things of value then it's easier for you to work them into the conversation to mm-hmm. be able to reach back out. If you don't have things of value and you just are doing it on the spot, now you got to go home and figure it all out. But mm-hmm. if you already have things, right? Yeah. Then you can lead the conversation and then offer something of value to them and then say, I will get that to you today by six. Yeah. And then you just make sure you give them the thing that you already have to them by six or yep. whatever it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Small win. Catherine, what's your small win this week? Oh, well, we're getting down to the wire on this whole wedding thing. <laughs> <sighs> yes, we are. And um, I feel the small win this week was figuring out our centerpieces. Oh my gosh. And, and sort of, well, sort of figuring I out. think we, I think we've got it. Look, here's the deal people <laughs> with centerpieces, with this kind of stuff and everything. I feel the same way about centerpieces as I do about cards, birthday cards and things like that. Especially if you're giving a gift to is they're a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> my problem with the, flowers is that they're very expensive and they just get thrown away they last for a week and then you throw them away so we're trying to figure out a way to do centerpieces with things plants flowers things like that that aren't all just cut flowers that are going to die yes so how do we get potted flowers and things like that onto the tables that still look nice and fit the way that everything else looks so that when things are done and the wedding is over I can take all of that stuff and put it in the ground so we're not just wasting and throwing away a bunch of things yes so it took a really long time for us to come up with a solution to a problem that had a lot of different angles to it yeah you know? so but I think we've got it and it's gonna look pretty and yeah yeah and that feels like a a good win because we are getting to that point where like we you have to you have to start making decisions and the last thing we want to do is make decisions that are i don't know just pick something yeah right you spend all this time preparing and getting things the way you want them to be and this goes for everything anything in life and then all of a sudden you get up to the end and you're like i don't know just pick something anything's fine and then it's then it's like well then you know, it doesn't work with everything else. And that's not the way that we like to handle things. Yes. So that's my win. Good job. <laughs> and then um, that was kind of my small win, too, is just all, all of we're getting we are getting to that point And everything is sort of finished now. There's lots of like little chores to do. But like all the big stuff is done um, while Kat's been doing all of a lot of those things I've been doing the manual labor outside of just the way I like it. <laughs> yeah. Of, of planting and landscaping and remulching and all of that stuff. And th- that's pretty much finished now and everything. So um, now we can just focus on the small little pieces and kind of get everything situated and put there's, together. We should there's probably no help. turning back now. I know. We should probably record a couple of these episodes too. Oh yeah. We should get a little ahead, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. Send your questions from the web to onseekingthebest at gmail.com. All info is in the show notes, including how to send us a voicemail. And for Kat and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.